0: Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Sherry is a super complicated wine. That's probably why it took me so long to get it. It took a trip to Spain, hosted by González biaz to finally enlighten me. That moment of sipping a Tio Pepe Fino and eating grilled shrimp from the skewer may have been a few years ago, but it's a moment that I will never forget. It also tied me eternally to González biaz Sherry's. That's just one reason I was so excited to talk to Victoria Gonzalez-Bias. The company has been in her family for five generations. We talk about some sherry basics, taste the popular and trendy Tio Pepe, and Rama, and then taste some spectacular sherries from the Gonzalez-Bias Palmas line, which are hand-selected by master blender Antonio Flores. All that and more in this episode of The Honest Poor. This episode of The Honest Poor is sponsored in part by Fooditer.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditer.com. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm John Leonard. Joining me today is Vicki Gonzalez of Gonzalez BS. Welcome. Thank you. So we're here today. We're going to talk about sherry. Sherry is a thing that perplexed me for a very long time. Elizabeth Mendez arguably Chicago's leading authority uh, on Sherry tried for years to get me to be enthusiastic about Sherry and for some reason I just couldn't find it. I just couldn't discover it and it wasn't until a trip a media trip that I was hosted by González BS in Spain that I finally was enlightened. What is it that's so magical about Sherry?
1: Well, everything is magical about Sherry I would say but um What happened to you going there and having that experience, that's really a break point for everyone. I mean, the land is beautiful. The way we produce our wines is unique and beautiful. There's so much history in each of of the glasses of Sherry. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Let's take a step back. Let's talk a little bit about you. How did you get involved in the business?
1: Well, I've been working for González Bias I think it's 12 years now. But I'm part of the family. So I'm fifth generation now. It was my great great grandfather who said Gonzalez Piaz up. That was eighteen thirty-five, so one hundred and eighty years ago approximately. And I was working in another thing. I was I was dedicated to marketing and was working in Madrid, but the opportunity came so went back home.
0: What do you love about it?
1: Oof, well, wine these wines are in my blood, I have to say. I've been Running around the winery since I was a kid with my father, he took me there, so it's really a privilege to work in something that I would like my kids to be involved as well. So,
0: being a member of the family, was it expected that you would come back and work for the family company, or
1: not so much because as we are now such a big family, it's over 150 shareholders, so mm. of course. Um, No. I mean, it wasn't in my plan, but it happened. I had the opportunity.
0: Tell me about González BS. What is it? It's it's a big company. It's not just a sherry producer. It's not just a wine producer. Tell me about the whole company.
1: It's not only a sherry producer. It did start as a sherry producer. Um, In those days, 1835, there was lots of um, trade going on, especially with the UK. So the founder, my great-grandfather, he was dedicated to banking and changed his mind, thought he wanted to dedicate to having his own business. Um, he really liked wine, so, so he set up González Díaz. Um, the company became very important and um, some years later, in the 1970s, 1980s, we decided to expand into other wine regions. So we've got a winery in La Rioja, which is called Veronia. We've got some cavas, um, small boutique cava, which is called Vilarnau, Also some vinos de la tierra in different regions of Spain. Um, some Montano wines under Se Castilla and Vino Silveiro labels. We recently acquired a very small pazo in Rias Baixas, only mm-hmm. five hectares of, of Alvariño called Pazos de Luzco. That's uh, very brand new for us. And recently we uh, also invested in Chile.
0: And you also involved in some spirits as well.
1: And we do some spirits. Well, the traditional spirits from Jerez is brandy de Jerez. Well, we do the Lepanto, which is quite a unique brandy because it's it comes from the Palomino grapes, the same grapes as sherry. It's aged in sherry barrels for a long period. And then we also do some um, uh, gin under the London Number no. 1. That's English gin. And finally, coming back to sherry, we do Nomad, which is a whiskey that does the inverse product uh, process so it's aged in Jerez we bring the whiskey aged in Jerez instead of sending the barrels to to Scotland
0: okay so the scotch is age, aged in
1: uh in Jerez, in, Jerez. Yeah, in our premises in Jerez
0: yeah oh that's really interesting yeah well let's talk a little bit about sherry so sherry is made from Pel- Pel- mostly palomino most of your sherries are made from palomino and the vineyards you have around Jerez are really interesting, the, the, the intense white soil. Tell, tell me a little bit about the vineyard lines.
1: Well, the vineyard is one of the pillars and the essence of, of Jerez, really, and of our wines. In Jerez, you've got I, uh, vineyards are classified into different states, so they can be uh, Jerez Superior, which is the top quality vineyards, or not Jerez Superior. But being in the top regions in this Jerez Superior means that the uh, soil needs to be albariza, that's a word coming from Latin and as you say, alba means white, so uh, you mm. said, no, it's really, really white. This soil is very important because it helps feed the plants, the, the, the vines throughout the year because in Jerez we are not allowed to irrigate. Okay. So having a very high quality soil is really, really important for the final quality of the wine.
0: And Palomino itself is a very low acid grape, correct? Yep. Yeah. Why is that important to sherry production?
1: Well, um, in Hered, we're only allowed to use three grape varieties, but the most important for those is the Palomini, as you say, it's a base for all the dry wines. So it's it's got a very good capability for aging and for extracting from the floor, which is very important. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah.
0: So sherry is more than just harvesting grapes and then vinifying them, putting them in a barrel. There's a lot more that goes on. Talk me through the production process. How it how it transfers from you know a still wine. What do you do with it to make it sherry?
1: Okay, uh, until it, uh, until the moment you get a still wine, it would go the same process as any white wine. But uh, from that moment, becomes the difficult journey, let's say, or the decisions. First, first one. That the winemaker needs to make is if a sherry will be a fino or an oloroso so depending on that and that um, uh, that decision it will grow or develop in a different way so the finos um, which would translate to fine or delicate mm-hmm. will be fortified sherry is always fortified up to around 15 percent alcohol and the magic is that a yeast, which we call the floor, the flour, will grow on the top of the barrel.
0: And, and it's we'll just, this is just a wild yeast. It's not an. This is a wild
1: yeast. Yes, that is in inherent. Really, it's in the winery. And so, yeah. so
0: the barrel isn't full all the way to the top, and the floor creates this sort of cap.
1: Yes, like well, a carpet
0: of yeast on top. We
1: don't. We cannot fill the barrel up to the top, top, because the floor, the, the this flour, this yeast needs the oxygen. So we need to keep a space free for, for the air. For so the what does the floor
0: do?
1: The floor, well, first thing it does, it protects the wine from oxidation. So when you have a glass of Tio Pepe, it will be a white wine. It will be pale. Mm-hmm. And another thing it does, it eats all the residual sugar in the wine, making it very, very, very dry.
0: And talk to me about the, uh, the cask system, how it's all laid out. Did things move from one to the next? What's it called?
1: It, this is called the solera system. And again, it, solera word means close to the soil, which in Jerez or in Spain is suelo. So the closest to oh, okay. the to the soil would be the solera. Uh-huh. And it's a mixing um Process So in Jerez, we never empty the barrels. We never have vintage wine. Right. So we only take up take out of the barrel a maximum of one third. That's the maximum we would take for bottling. And then that third we have emptied from a barrel. We would fill with a third of the barrels on top of it. And it, it all goes down in a sort of scale. So in each of the barrels, we will find many different vintages.
0: So then by the time you get down to the bottom barrel, you have the, the oldest of the sherries?
1: Yes. So we can talk about average ages, but never
0: vintage. And what, what, what are the average ages of the Sherry, like, like a Fino?
1: A Fino would be between four and a five years. Four and five four years. And five years. Yes. We now put the bottling dates in the back labels so that um, everyone's aware on of where it was, when it was bottled. Okay. It, you, you, can, you can put it down, but it won't get like, really better.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, the exciting new thing that's been around for the, net, for the past couple of years that's being released is Rama. Yes. Tell me the difference between a Fino Sherry and an Enrama Sherry.
1: Well, and Rama is a word that means uh, pure or with no treatment. So, really, the wine is the same. So Tio Pepe and Rama comes from the same barrels as Tio Pepe, but it's a special a special selection we do, and we don't do any treatment to the wine. So no filtering, no clarifying. And as we were talking before, the pheno ages under, under this yeast. So this yeast will be present in the bottle.
0: So there'll be, if you buy a bottle of Rama, there'll be little floaties in there, yes. and that's the floor.
1: Yeah, that's the floor. So that's a wine that is alive.
0: You're... you're, you're, you're. Master blender is Antonio Flores. Yes. I know I've been down in whiskey country, um, and the master distillers down there can go into the rack house and know which spots of the rack house will produce the best barrels of whiskey. Uh, Around the bodega, is that true too? Antonio knows that if he goes over here to this Solera, this barrel will produce a better uh, sherry than the one kind of down the rows?
1: He knows, he knows. And it's really interesting to go around the, the bodega with him. For example, for the um, uh, Tio Pepe Rama, he does this process that you're saying. He does it twice. So first in October or so, he goes around the winery and he chooses 100 barrels. He always marks the barrels with either one, two or three stars, depending on how the floor is behaving mm-hmm. and, and how he sees the wine. But of course, this changes every year because of weather conditions, because of the wine that's come into the barrel and then in April he repeats the process and from 100 he goes to 60 barrels only for the Teope Rama. so he knows where to look.
0: So not only is, is the enrama a higher quality but it's also true to tasting right from the barrel.
1: Exactly. That's what we want to do. We want um, that if you have a glass of Teope Rama here it will take you to Jerez to that moment where we are taking the wine out of the barrel because that's exactly how it will taste.
0: Now, Sherry has a number of different styles and we've talked about two of them here. We're gonna taste a couple of Sherry's today. What other sherries are we going to taste?
1: Well, we're um, we going to taste only Finos, but Finos on a different stage. Okay. So, yeah, the Teo Rama, which we have just mentioned, but also the Palmas range. What is that? Palma is a is a quite an old classification that refers to very fine older finos, so finos that have uh, behaved especially well, where after some more years than usual the floor is still alive and active, those are Palmas wines. Palmas means palms, so it was just a sign Three that. Three palms, yeah.
0: yeah. So that's 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 a decision that Antonio would make as well. He would. He would taste the barrel and say, "Okay, we're going to let this age further. We're not going to change. We're not going to add to it. We're not going to take away from mm. it. We're just going to let this age a little further. Yes. And then after the additional aging, he determines it's time to bottle and. Serve.
1: Well, he does need to make a selection as well because because these wines under the floor they are all alive because the floor is a is a yeast that is alive. You cannot. Control everything, so they each barrel behaves a bit differently, or they don't do exactly what you want.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Antonio needs to do his selection again. So go. So he's me.
0: around tasting sherry from barrel a lot because a lot. if you think about a winery and you think the size of a a good size winery, it, you can fit many of them in the bodega at, at Gonzales BS, Um there's soleros everywhere you walk and the the enormous barrels the the amount of wine in there is just it's shocking
1: yeah and then the thing is that because the wines they are all aged for quite a long time antonio has also the need first of all to make a tribute to the things that well his father was the previous winemaker so to the to the work his father did and also preparing for the future so what you are bottling really in some cases is not your work but work of the previous person in some cases it is if the wine is younger but it's it's the tradition also plays a very important
0: it's interesting role the, the, the case of a bad vintage uh, you know or low producing vintage has a, has a massive impact on the future of of the sherry but not in a way traditionally a bad vintage has yeah. in wine, like hail in in, in in champagne that could wipe out a whole whole vintage from a producer.
1: Well, in Jerez, really, it's not very common to have very bad vintages, because, well, as I said, we don't get, well, we've never... Well, oh, you won't get hail. hail, it's so hot We're there, right? Like it's it's really, really hot, but we do get quite extreme conditions and some years with very little rain, for example, so it's it Yeah, it's difficult to manage, but you need to think really in in uh, long term.
0: And is a pretty good producer, too. Yeah. It's, it's a grape that likes to grow. And... Yeah, yeah, it likes to grow. Great. Well, let's taste some wine. Okay. What should we start with?
1: We should start with a Tio Pepe Enrama. The Enrama would have a bit of a higher color than um, Classic Tio Pepe. That's
0: because okay, it didn't yeah. have any... Tio Pepe, classic Tio Pepe is very delicate in color. Yeah. This is more of a starting to get to have a little more gold to it, a little richer color.
1: A little richer color? Well, my glass is quite clean, but in some glasses you would perhaps be able to find some traces of the yeast. Actually, I might I might see some of I Yes, right see
0: a little bit in mine. Yeah.
1: So this means and that's what you
0: want. That's, that's yeah, the floor. Well, that's the that's, floor. That's what makes sherry, sherry. Now flora, you can't get flora anywhere else in the world, mm. right? Jerez, it's specific to Jerez because of the conditions there.
1: And this floor is specific to Jerez and specific to our winery. I mean, it's been so long since we've been aging the wines there. It's, 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 in, the in, it's in the air. It's in the air. Yeah, it's in the winery.
0: All right, let's give it a taste. Oh, it's great. Citrus and nuttiness. The one thing I learned about sherry is food is absolutely essential for it. Oh,
1: my goodness. It's I'm actually, starting to feel hungry now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> food is absolutely essential for mm. sherry to, to make it all that it can be. And uh, this would be, with any, any kind of seafood or shellfish, this would be just wonderful. The, yeah. the kind of citrusy notes and a little bit of spiciness.
1: Yes, as well.
0: And what's the average average age on the, uh, on the Tio Pepe and Rama?
1: This would be between four and five years Four so, or five
0: years, so it's so fairly young.
1: Yeah, it's fairly mm-hmm. young. For a sherry, it's fairly mm-hmm. young,
0: yes. And what's the price per bottle on this?
1: 20, 25, yeah, Great. around 25,
0: yeah. Love that kind of oxidative smell and it, it, it's alive.
1: And the yeast, you can really, really yeah. feel it. Like the green apple Very floral. Very floral. This almondy note.
0: Yeah, I want some shrimp.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what do we have next?
1: Next we have the um, Fino Una Palma. Okay, this is a range of four wines, so that go they go from one, two, three, and four palmas. The una palma is the youngest of all.
0: So, so the 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 palmas are just a again we talked about they're they're a higher quality selection of barrels, and then each ascending one is a little bit older.
1: Exactly, the more palm, palmas, the more age okay. they have.
0: Yeah great and this is the una palma
1: this is the una palma so
0: it's essentially a fino
1: it's an it's a bit an of an older fino yes it mm-hmm. would be maybe 6 year old or so
0: so still going to be all um all palomino yes the nose is not quite as forward as the enrama it's a little a little more delicate
1: a bit more nutty perhaps yeah.
0: yeah yeah the 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 kind of nut skin you know that skin on the nut yeah. is really what it's, what i'm getting
1: the color is also a bit higher now.
0: Mm-hmm. Great texture.
1: This is a special selection of only three barrels.
0: Three barrels? yeah. So there's not much of this available then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, not, not much of this available. He goes around the winery looking for those barrels that are a bit older and that still have very active floor in them. So this year, for this... Uh, 2016 selection. What he did in September, he chose three barrels.
0: Th- does the floor tend to die at some point and yes. just so yeah. these are barrels that are very special? If the yes. the floor is able to live that long?
1: Yeah, yeah. The the floor. It comes a point where it has eaten all the nutrients in the wine. Let's say so it, it starts falling down and mm-hmm. disappearing. And in some barrels you'll find like holes. Like parts with floor, parts without floor.
0: Okay, and then what's next? What do we have?
1: And the next one is the Three Palmas, the Tres Palmas.
0: Tres Palmas.
1: Okay, so this is, um, now the color has gotten a bit...
0: Richer and golder. And
1: And this wine would be an average of 10-year-old.
0: Average of 10-year-old.
1: And it's only one barrel because now... Only
0: one barrel from the whole bodega.
1: It gets very difficult to find barrels which still have a bit, which still have floor in it.
0: Now, barrels in, in in Sherry are quite a bit bigger than uh, a lot of the barrels we see in, like, Napa and Sonoma or in Bordeaux. How many cases come out of one barrel?
1: Well, one barrel makes 600 liters.
0: Oh, okay, so it's a 600-liter yeah. barrel. So just 1,200 bottles, that's it. So, again, really tricky to find, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. I, I, I guess if you have a... Uh, a good relationship with your wine shop, you could probably probably find a bo- bottle of this
1: when it comes. Yes, when it yes. comes.
0: Well, it's it's the flavors become a lot more integrated as we get older. The the, the nuts and the the citrus sort of play together a little more to make a mm. more complex, prettier, um, velvety. You yeah. get velvety, yeah. creamy. Creamy, the creamy mm. is is the right word, yeah. Um, and I guess that's from being on the, on the floor for so long, huh? Yes. That's really spectacular. And also
1: starts um, getting some influence from the barrel, so this nuttiness that we find as well yeah. is coming from... Yeah, that.
0: we're moving more mm. away from citrus, so you've got more earlier, and now more like apple. Yeah. Oh, more like so green apple. Mm. I will be looking for some of that. <laughs> now, there's a story I want, to, I want you to tell me. There's the, tell me about the story about the sherry mouse
1: well the mouse in the bodega if you said you have been in Jerez in May, you notice it gets very very warm, so we get very high temperatures, in the old days the man that looked after the bodega used to go inside to have like his um, lunch and he saw this little mice that came and eat, uh, to eat the crumbles, is mm-hmm. that the right one? The no
0: crumbles, yeah. yeah,
1: so he thought he would give them a bit of wine and he put a glass and he made a little stir. So the, the, the mice like sweet wine, we find out. So they come and they, they live around the winery. They are very, very small. I mm-hmm.
0: mean, they're like tiny. Yeah.
1: And they like drinking sweet wine.
0: Yeah, and if you walk in the bodega, you'll see a little glass on the floor with a little teeny ladder leaned yeah. up against it, and you can go online, there's actually on YouTube, there's videos <laughs> of the mouse climbing up the little ladder, and the mouse has very good taste and lives yeah. a good life.
1: Yeah, yeah, they live well, they live well. <laughs> I have seen them more than once, eh?
0: Yeah. yeah, when I was there, I saw the glass and the ladder, no mice around, uh, there were too many people, I think. Yeah. Do we have another taste?
1: We can do the Cuatro Palmas.
0: The Cuatro Palmas.
1: Okay, so this is, um, again, part of the Palmas range, but this one is... Not a fino anymore. This is a very old amontillado.
0: It's an amontillado. Yes. Explain the difference between fino and amontillado.
1: Okay. We were talking before that the floor. There comes a moment when it dies because it doesn't have nutrients on the wine anymore, so it disappears. When that happens, the wine the wine starts oxidizing, starts getting in contact with the air, and it, it becomes an amontillado.
0: Okay, so it's it's a fino that the floor is. Done all it can do and dies, and then continues to age and oxidize a little bit longer. Exactly. So we won't find anything that's any sweeter here. There's a lot of sherry. No,
1: it's only 100% Palomino again. Yeah, 100% Palomino,
0: so nice and dry. And the color on it is a beautiful copper color. I'm sorry. Did you tell me what the average age on these were?
1: Uh, The Cuatro Palmas would be around 50 year old.
0: 15 or 50?
1: 50 five zero. 50 years old. Yes.
0: Okay, so this is. Something that's been sitting in someplace special for a very yeah. long time, waiting. And uh, what's the production on this?
1: We only bottle half a barrel.
0: Half a barrel, yeah. so six hundred bottles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Again, it gets nuttier and nuttier and nuttier as we've gone up the uh, tasting scale.
1: Yeah. You still find the um, delicacy on the nose coming from the fino mm. and this almondy.
0: There's but, almond, aroma. but there's there's a like a butterscotch or toffee yes. kind of flavor.
1: Yeah.
0: As well. But still a good a good a good bit of acidity there to again with food this would be it goes
1: up. very nicely with, with maybe some old cheese, for example. Mm. That's a good pairing.
0: We gotta go to lunch after this. I'm getting
1: hungry.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. Are 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 the Palma wines, are they in Rama or have they been filtered?
1: They are in Rama and all of them they have been hand bottled as well.
0: In hand bottled, yeah. So when when you're looking at these sherries in a line like we've tasted them, there's clearly this progression. W- what is Antonio's view on that progression?
1: Well, Antonio always says that this is the agony of the floor. Now we started in a wine that is alive with the yeast on it, and how how the yeast or how the floor is um, wine after wine. Having, it, having to struggle to survive until we get to the four cuatro palmas, the four palmas the where the
0: floor has died. Floor has so it's, it's died. almost uh, it, tasting these sherries along the way is really an expression of the, the floor from birth to death and uh, stages in between. Vicky Gonzalez, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for enlightening me a little more on sherry that I find more and more intriguing every time I drink it. It's been a real pleasure.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestporepod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Poor with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Poor with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Poor. This has been The Honest Poor with John Lennart, music by Kevin MacLeod.